Hi there, and thanks for tuning in to the Four-Eyed Radio Network. You're about to listen to another proud presentation brought to you by Revenge Lover Designs. Stand out from the crowd. For more information, visit revengelover.com and mention the podcast for 10% off of your order. Wallop and web snappers. My spider sense is tingling. Tingling. Anybody else's spider sense tingling? Welcome to Walloping Web Snappers, a Spider-Man podcast where we dive into every Spider-Man and Spider-Woman cartoon ever made. I'm Doug. And I'm Derek. And is your spider sense tingling? Thundering tarantula as it is. Ah, yes! To listen to this show, find us on 4eyedradio.com and wherever you get your podcasts. This podcast is brought to you by Revenge Lover Designs, illustration and design that fit your personality. For samples and inquiries, visit revengelover.com. Couple pieces of business. We did have some Word Snappers words last week. They were submitted by our wonderful patron Lillian Grimes, and they were, if you caught them, we wish Lillian was here. And I was glad that we found an opportunity to work that in because I didn't really have a plan for it. That was, (laughs) no, I think you should toot your own horn a little better about that because that was masterful because that only happened, (laughs) (laughs) that only happened because of a tangent that I went on independently and not, not, I wasn't setting you up for that. I hijacked your joke. (laughs) Yeah, it was a joke that I was making about Shauna's name, which was a thing independently that I had. wasn't in our notes or anything. That was fully me. And then you <laughs> took it and ran with it. And I didn't even realize that, that, that you were, like, taking it in that direction. So that was great. <laughs> oh, I should do improv, gang. That's what everybody who's never taken an improv class says. Yeah. <laughs> what we're doing is, like, barely improv. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you would like to make us practice our improv via word snappers – you can do that by joining our Patreon at any level. Word Snappers allows you to submit a short word or phrase that we have to work into an episode like, we wish Lillian was here. Like I said, any level on Patreon. And speaking of Patreon, our next announcement is about just that. So you've probably heard this if you've been listening week to week, but if you haven't, for the month of December, we have unlocked some of our favorite Patreon-exclusive episodes for everyone, including a brand new Spider Bite. So here's what is currently available on Patreon for everybody. You don't have to be a patron to listen to these, but what we're hoping is that you like it and want to stick around. So you can listen to our newest Spider Bite, Spider Bite number 23, about Spectacular Spider-Man's future plans. That one is out right now, and it is our largest Spider Bite to date because the Spectacular Spider-Man is a whole meal. And we can't speak briefly on it. It's just impossible. Mm-hmm. You can also listen to Spider Bite number one, which is about Spider Man Life Story, the graphic novel, Spider Bites six and seven, which are the first two parts of a four part series about the unmade Spider Man films, including plans for Spider Man films in the 80s and what James Cameron was cooking up for a potential Spider Man movie. And finally, you can listen to one of our After Dark commentary episodes. Typically, those are our way of specifically thanking our $5 and up patrons. It's something that's a special gift for them. But during the month of December, you can listen to our favorite one on Kim Possible. Those are episodes where we drink and watch a show and just talk about what we're watching. And Kim Possible was especially fun. So we wanted to share that with everybody. Yes, quite 
fun. It's December 22nd, so y'all better get on that. That's yes. The, or if you're listening to this today that it drops, clock get on that. Clock <laughs> If you'd like to find those, just go over to our Patreon. There's a pin post with links to all of those episodes that are currently unlocked. The show we're talking about today is available on Disney+, and it is called Spider-Woman. We're still talking about Spider-Woman. This is the 1979 Spider-Woman show. This is the last of our episodes that we're talking about this batch, and it is the fourth episode of the first and only season. It's called The Ghost Vikings. Hmm, I wonder what that is about. I don't know. I I couldn't tell you. I'll read the synopsis so we can find out. So this is from IMDb. It says, A ghost Viking ship emerges off the coast of Norway. The crew plan to steal the riches of the world before returning to their own time. (laughs) Spider-Woman travels back to 1952 AD to defeat them. Yep. I do appreciate that IMDb puts ghost in quotation marks because that's actually... A plot point in this show, or in, in this episode, whether or not they are ghosts. So. Incredibly unclear. <laughs> I mean, At yeah. first. I mean, I guess it kind of sorts itself out, but even kinda, still. Kinda. Even still. Kind of. There are questions. Not yeah. as many questions as uh, some other episodes that we've watched. I think it's a little more straightforward, but there are still some questions. Yes. <laughs> the original air date for this episode was October 12th, 1979, written and directed by the same people that we have talked about before. Yes, we do get a major character introduced in this episode. It's funny, though, because none of the major characters of these episodes return for episodes. They just happen to be, like, the key antagonist for that particular episode. And a lot of them are created for this show, so you actually just, like, never see them again. Like Kuthu, for example. We get another one here. His name is Val Hammer, which is a Val dope. Val Hammer. Dope. I love that name. Do you not like that name? I love it. It's, oh, okay. I love it. It's just ridiculous because uh, clearly they're trying to do like a Valhalla reference. Yeah. It's, well, it's so a Valhalla Val and a Mjolnir. I love it. Like it's two references in one. I love it. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> so we get Val Hammer who is like the leader of a Viking clan and the leader of the in quotes ghost Vikings that we meet in this episode. Sure. No idea who voices them. Nope. As per usual, with a <laughs> largely uncredited voice cast. <laughs> Yay! Yay! So glad we're beyond that. Yeah, seriously. Cool. Let's just dive right into this one. Let's meet these ghost, quote unquote, ghost Vikings. Yeah. The episode opens off the coast of Norway, where a ship is forced to make a distress call when a massive whirlpool suddenly opens up in front of them. So Spider-Woman arrives uh, based on, you know, one of her many Spider-Sense visions. And I guess this vision took her all the way to Norway. Unless she was already there. I don't know. Either way, she's there now. She saves the ship from sinking by anchoring it to a cliff with her webs. Then, then, she dives underwater to investigate the whirlpool. But remember, she's underwater right now, swimming a lot. So, of course, she uses that power that we're all familiar with, known as her (laughs) protective spider bubble. Which is not even a bubble. It's like literally like an air force field that shapes to her body. Yeah, this is an outline around her. It's great. <laughs> Love it. Actually, you know what's funny? She didn't use any new powers in last week's episode, did she? No. Keeping track of it, I think this is now power number five, though. Because she used like two powers in the first episode, two extra powers in the second episode, none in, in the last one. This is her fifth power. 
her fifth, uh, in addition to like the usual powers that we expect, like her venom blast yeah. and her stickiness and stuff. This is her fifth extra power and probably one episode only power. Yep. Yep. I would be shocked to see this again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, using this lovely protective spider bubble, she is able to dive all the way to the floor of this bay area and discovers that the whirlpool is coming from a fissure on the sea floor and attempts to plug it up with a large rock, which I love as a solution. I also love that it doesn't work because that's a ridiculous solution. (laughs) Yeah. So even more ridiculous, I guess, than trying to plug a whirlpool hole is that an entire ship rises from the fissure <laughs> and it's a viking ship and spider-woman's like hey that's a viking ship yeah and that's that's where we begin thundering tarantulas <laughs> yes we get so many like variants or like alternate versions of walloping web snappers in this episode yeah it's and wonderful. i love it one wonderful. of them is incredible by the way yep. Yeah, I think I might know which one you're referring to, but they're all pretty good. So I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, it's it's rad. I love it. It's funny because she hasn't had catchphrases so far. So they were just on something yeah. in this episode because they're throwing them all out and seeing what sticks. So I'm curious. Yeah. Whenever we get back to this show, I'll be curious to see what other ones if might any of them get. survive or if they just keep keep coming up individually <laughs> like her powers. Right. Yep. Fine with that. Yeah. So... <laughs> She sees this Viking ship show up, and then I guess she just leaves. I guess, That's what it seems like. Because we cut to the next day. We don't even see the Viking ship like go above above water. It just no. rises up from the fissure, and she's like, "That's weird." And then we cut to the next day. <laughs> like, okay, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, they're on a nearby pier. Jeff is complaining because it's fucking Jeff, and he sucks. When is he ever not complaining? Mm-hmm. It's like Jessica, we were supposed to cover the Nobel Peace Prize story. You brought us to a frozen wasteland in Norway. Excuse me? It's Norway, dude. What are Norway's you talking about? It's just a populated country, you idiot. You're not in, like, <laughs> Antarctica, dude. Like, come on, you weirdo. Yeah, so Jeff uh, and Billy, are, uh, Billy's there as well. Uh, Jeff, Billy, and Jessica are there, and normal main characters. Jessica guarantees him the scoop of the century because I guess, like... The implication, because Billy reads from a Norwegian newspaper, which is Jeff questions, how do you know Norwegian, Billy? And he doesn't answer him. So he just knows Norwegian, I guess. I don't know. Billy's a genius. Fine. He reads from a Norwegian newspaper that Spider-Woman discovered the ship. So I guess the implication is that Spider-Woman sees this flaking ship rise up and just left and went to the authorities about it. Like, I guess there's no harm in it or anything. Like, there's no Vikings on it. So I guess I don't know what else she would do. Just feels weird. I yeah, it, I guess. Yeah, I guess she just like told them that there was like an archaeological thing happening, and I guess, I mean, she, I guess she wasn't gonna pull it up herself. So it was just sort of like one of those serendipitous things where she was like, "Oh, this is like also a story." I guess, even though, again, like you mentioned last week, not a crime story, just like the Nobel Peace Prize wasn't either. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah. I guess, yeah, just an opportunity for a cool story that she happened to know was gonna happen. Yeah. Because she found it. Sure. I mean, it's just, I guess, like, it doesn't not make sense. It's just weird. It's just a weird cut. Viking ship. Anyway, next day, Spider-Woman found a Viking ship. Isn't that interesting? And now we're back here. Like, okay, whatever. It's it's fine. It's I guess fine. because it's not dangerous at this point, we're not supposed to think about it. 
Yeah, I think that's what it is. It, and, and we're prone to expect there to be danger. So we're just like, no, you should do something about the spider yeah, woman. why would you leave? Figure out the mystery. But <laughs> for her, it's just it's just a weird thing that happens. So I, yeah. I, guess, I guess it makes sense. <laughs> Any, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> Billy is reading from a newspaper about Spider-Woman's discovery of this ship. And Jeff is like, it's probably fake. You've met Spider-Woman multiple times. He even Why takes we... a shot at her too, saying like it it's she just wants publicity. What? Yeah, come on, dude. <laughs> whiz. Good. Ugh. But it's fine, because immediately after he's complaining about this, the Viking ship is pulled up from the seafloor. So yet another instance of, of the show being like, fuck you, Jeff, you idiot. <laughs> I love how much the show does that. It's great. Love it. This is so weird. So like the ship is pulled up from the seafloor. And moments later, the trio just board the ship. Like, they've pulled the ship up from the bottom of the, the seafloor. It was in a fissure before this. And they're just like, yeah, you could walk around. You could check it out. Like, reporters, photographers, tourists, come on by. It's the archaeological find of the century, Doug. No one has ever found, like, a hundreds-year-old ship. Thousand-year-old? Yeah, like a thousand-year-old ship. In perfect condition, that's perfectly stable and able to to uh, to sail. That's what makes it such a great archaeological find. It's just perfectly preserved. That's literally why you don't let anybody on it. <laughs> literally, the best argument to not let anyone touch it. <laughs> oh God! Oh no! I played myself. Anyway, we need them to be on there because basically, this is where like the wacky stuff starts to happen. So Billy. Having free reign to do whatever he wants, because I guess he's with the press, <laughs> just decides to like go below deck where no one has gone yet and finds a treasure chest. And naturally, he tries to open it, but he's only able to really get it open a crack, which is weird because it's not locked. He just can't lift the lid, I guess. He's a very weak, nerdy child. That's mm, all it is. Maybe, because in three seconds, he does something very strong. Anyway, he opens it only a crack, and we see, the audience sees, that a ghost hand sort of, like, pops out of it for a second and then pops back in when the lid closes. Sure. Billy, not being able to open it, not having the strength to open the lid, decides that he needs to bring the entire treasure chest up to the deck, which he struggles with 0%. <laughs> I mean, like... oh, mm, mm, okay, he's, we... he's dragging Look. it. Based on what we learn about this chest later, the weight of it is probably just of a hollow chest. I'm sure it's like heavy-ish because it's made of wood and that's heavy, but it's not like it's full of treasure. So if he's dragging it, I think that does still make some sense. My, okay. But he can't open the lid, but he could drag it. Uh, <laughs> that's, what, that's what I'm not sure about. But it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> he's a genius. That's where his strengths lie, okay? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> So above deck, Jeff finishes taking some pictures and puts his arm around Jessica and asks her out to dinner because this is what Jeff does. She notably does not respond at all other than to look around very uncomfortably. Like her body does not move. Her face does not move. She just literally like looks around almost like you would expect somebody in a public setting or like at a club or a bar or something yes. to be like, I don't know what to do. I'm going to look around and try to make eye contact so somebody can fucking save me. Uh-huh. That's what's happening right here. Yeah. And, and they draw Jeff with the grossest looking smirk. Yep. As well. It's yep. awful. Yep. You know what? We should make like a super cut of all of these moments. Cause I think it would genuinely blow people's minds. I think so too. That's a great idea to see that like this character existed and that this show 
made this character to exist not not even to be a villain but just to like highlight what women go through like that's literally what jeff is for yep which i wouldn't have expected to have existed 40 years ago like i'm like my mind is blown but anyway Mm -hmm. luckily billy is the person at the bar who always walks up and is like oh hey like we said we were gonna leave now and that's what he does here. He interrupts again and he tells him about the chest. And Jeff even makes some dumb fucking comment about how my hot dinner is now a cold, frozen, di- whatever. Shut up. He, he literally gurs. He literally goes grr. Piece He's of a shit. fucking predator. <laughs> yep. <sighs> okay. Well, we all know Jeff sucks. So I don't know. I don't know if we've emphasized that enough uh, on this podcast, actually. Oh, well, let me be clear. Jeff sucks. <laughs> yeah so um jeff is like uh hey let's go see what's inside the chest which is is reasonable i guess but jessica spider sense tells her that something will go wrong she even sees like a vision of everyone opening the chest and being terrified of what's whatever's in it so which isn't a scene from the episode did you know it's like a a totally different frame and it's like a a a very nicely lit frame too Mm -hmm. like it's just its own cool frame i just i like that i do too it's really cool yeah it's like it's like a potential future not like the future interestingly mm-hmm. yeah so you know she tries to stop jeff but obviously he's like nothing bad will happen jessica <laughs> opens it anyway because he sucks and something bad happens because jeff is always wrong about everything that he ever says and does which we love yep we love it the chest unleashes three ghost vikings who declare immediately that they will conquer and plunder the world cool thanks jeff Thanks, Jeff. Didn't need to happen, but it happened. Yep. I love this, too. This episode actually shits all over Jeff, and I'm really into it. <laughs> it really does. <laughs> it really does. It kind of shits on Jeff in the way that the Dormammu episode did, where like there were multiple moments where Jeff was wrong, Jeff was scared. And it's fine to be scared, except that Jeff is constantly pretending he's not scared, which is yeah. she. Whatever. So we get one of those moments. He, we've seen him wrong a couple times. Now we get the Jeff... Pretending he's not scared when he should voice just be trembling, scared. voice right. trembling as he's talking. <laughs> so Jeff is trembling, which is normal. There are ghosts in front of him, but instead of just allowing himself to be scared, he's like, "Oh, we should get out of here because this seems maybe dangerous for you, Jessica." <laughs> Shut up, Jeff. <laughs> so Jessica's like, "Yeah, well, this is dangerous. So I really need to slip away and transform because I can take care of this, Jeff." Luckily, the ship begins to rise from the water, like it starts to float, and one of the ghost Vikings uses, I guess, superhuman breath to blow everybody off the ship. And Jessica's like, aha, opportunity. Here's the thing. The ghost Viking uses superhuman breath. They're Vikings from the Viking time period. How bad does that smell? (laughs) They didn't brush their teeth in the 900s. That is not where I thought you were going. That's beautiful. But you're so right. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible experience for everyone, probably. Yeah. yeah. They didn't actually get blown off the ship. They just jumped off the ship because it was unbearable. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so mission still accomplished. Yeah. So Jessica transforms under. Oh, you know what? I meant to bring this up. Um, okay. And I, I just keep forgetting to do it. Have you noticed... We, so we pointed out that Jessica frequently, not always, and, and sort of decreasingly so, but frequently will shoot her web like a finger gun, right? Mm-hmm. Have you noticed that when she transforms, she it's not just like a magic effect. She's building a cocoon <gasps> around herself. 
What? No, I never you, noticed that. If you yeah, if you pay attention, she one of her one of her hands before she starts spinning, she points it outward and you can see a strand of web coming from her finger and then she spins and it and then that effect happens. Okay, that's actually genius. I Isn't like that, that effect cool? so much more now because it's not just yeah. a Wonder Woman ripoff thing. It actually is like a cocoon metaphor thing. Like that's yeah. really cool. Yeah, she's built yeah, she's like wrapping herself up. It's really I awesome. That. I can't anyway. believe I've seen this like 17 times and never picked up on that. Well, because I mean, it is, I mean, it's not like featured. It's like a pretty, pretty chaotic uh, effect. Cause there's like, <laughs> sure. cause there's like the webbing and they still imply a lot of times that her powers are somewhat magical. Cause they do like the sparkly stuff mm-hmm. um, and she's spinning. So there's like a lot going on, but sure. I'm, yeah, I, 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 uh, I'm pretty, I'm like, hundred percent certain. I don't know why I'm I'm disqualifying myself. She does that. It's cool. Nice. Anyway, <laughs> I thought of it because she also does it when she's underwater. I'm pretty certain. So she yeah. transforms underwater, and then using her web, which I'm pointing out for a reason, she helps everybody back to shore uh, to escape the freezing water. But another one of the Ghost Vikings, using again some sort of superpower, shoots a lightning bolt at a nearby mountain, which creates an avalanche. Which Spider Woman then has to stop with an enormous web net. So we've seen mm-hmm. her save a ship with her web. We've seen her save a bunch of people with her web. We've seen her stop an avalanche with her web. I hope you're keeping track. Yeah, yeah. I like the way that the avalanche is drawn because, they I mean, they're basically drawn like boulders of ice, yeah. which, which, I mean, it's cool that they didn't just go with just like a basic snow avalanche. Mm-hmm. It's like boulders of ice. But they draw like, um, it's like, it's sort of like the same like swarm type of effect where it's like a bunch of scratchy yeah. lines that are constantly moving within the ice boulders to make them look like there's more, make it look like there's more movement than there actually is, which is a really neat effect. Yeah, it's, it's, I, I like that too. The avalanche looks cool in a way you wouldn't expect. Yeah. So after after stopping the avalanche, she detransforms and returns to shore where Jeff and Billy find her pretending to have just washed up. Naturally, Jeff decides that the appropriate way to respond to finding her not dead is to go on a sexist rant about how he was right and this was dangerous and the whole job is too dangerous and blah, 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 blah. Jeff sucks. <laughs> how many times I've got to save you before you realize this business is too rough for a woman? She owns... The magazine. She runs the magazine. She's your boss. She can fire you. He must be the single greatest photographer on the face of planet Earth. It seems like he's the only photographer for the entire magazine. <laughs> but Billy literally took pictures for him in the last that's episode. True, that's true. That's true. <laughs> there is no reason that Jessica should put up with Jeff at all. That's the most unrealistic thing about this show. Yeah, Jeff would be fired. <laughs> Go, take this shit to HR. Yeah. What? She I is mean, HR, probably. Yeah, I guess so. And I don't know, maybe, does he have something on her? Like, it's really, yeah, I don't, I don't like know. it. Come. I, don't know. <laughs> I agree, though, Jeff. How many times do you need to say that before you stop fucking doing it? <laughs> right. right. <laughs> and also, saving you, all his his version of saving Jessica is finding her okay. Yeah. Like, he finds her someplace and she's fine. That's his version of saving her. Yep. He's an idiot. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, okay. So the Viking ship begins to fly away, and it's pretty much gone by the time anybody can, like, react to that. So Jessica, seeing that it has flown away, is like, we should probably follow that. So let's get in our Justice Jet Copter and follow it. And we kind of leave them there. We know that that's what they're going to do next. We then cut to where the Viking ship ended up. 
above London. So this is the second time I think we've been to London in this series, right? Mm, yep. Because yep. we went there in the Pyramid episode. So uh-huh. the Viking ship drops anchor above London, which is real. I, I, I am endlessly entertained by the fact that this flying ship has to like anchor itself. I don't know why that's so funny to me, but they keep yeah. doing it and it's hilarious. Mm-hmm. So they anchor themselves above London and they decide like that city looks rich. Let's plunder it. So they break into the Tower of London. They steal some crown jewels and Jessica gets a spider sense vision of this. So they didn't actually see where the Vikings went. This is kind of how they know. So yeah. Jessica's like, oh, I think we should go to London, which I think is the exact same way they ended up in London last time. Yeah, yeah. She said that, and it was the same to, at that time. She was like, it's woman's intuition. And this time she's like, it's a hunch. Right. And Jeff, in the one time when it is sort of like understandable to be like, I don't think we should fly all the way to London on a yeah. hunch. But okay. <laughs> Which he did the first time, too. And this time he actually is – well, th- what's weird is, like, the first time she was like, call it women's intuition. And he was like, okay. Yeah. This time I thought they were actually going to sort of, like, do something different because Jeff disagrees. And so she's like, okay, well, fine. Then just drop me off and I'll I'll take care of the photos while you figure this shit out, Jeff. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, okay, cool. So, like, she's going to go do her thing and Jeff and Billy are going to be on some sort of weird Jeff-inspired idiot <laughs> journey um but that's not what happens because ultimately she's dropped off which benefits her but jeff still heads to london he still goes there yeah which i guess is on brand because he just questions her to question her yeah whatever so they go to they go to london <laughs> right i do like uh spider i i don't think mm, i don't think this would count as a new power because it's not really new power i think it's more just her talking but she's like and i'll get there at spider speed but then like they use the same run run cycle that they always use so she's like (laughs) running extremely slowly right after she says that it's very funny but then is the implication that she ran from norway to england i guess she has to have some kind of super speed then to do that (laughs) i mean she could have flown or glided or whatever but she flew there she she had had to have have flown there yeah but there has to be some kind of super speed involved to still get there before Jeff does if they're in a jet copter. True. I don't know how oh, fast. Oh, true. Her. So true. So I think I think we can count that safely as her sixth power is some level of super spider speed. I'm, hey, I'm comfortable with that. Yeah. <laughs> so when Jeff and Billy arrive in London, like we said was going to happen, they, like we said, find Spider-Woman already there. She lands <laughs> on the Viking ship and attempts to web up one of the ghost Vikings. However, she can't because she discovers she is out of web fluid. The first mention of web fluid in this show. Thoughts. Give me your thoughts. Like, it's <laughs> fine. It's just weird because they do so much like she basically has magic Superman powers. Uh-huh. But like, so to just suddenly be like, now she has web fluid. Like, okay. I it was really easy... surprised by this. Genuinely surprised. I was too. Because, I mean, I don't know. It doesn't feel like it's a mechanism, especially if she's just like pointing and shooting it out of her finger that seems like that's a magical slash organic power so yeah well maybe it's organic if she could be out of fluid and it could still be organic oh she just has to drink a lot of of fluids to produce more web more i don't know (laughs) i don't know i don't know maybe (laughs) but but here's i mean the thing that they sort of under like they kind of undermine themselves because if it's not magic then she's shooting it out of her finger and the palm of her hand based on the situation. <laughs> yeah. So I like it I feel like it needs to be magic to make any sort of sense. But she runs out of fluid. So whatever. Whatever. I <laughs> I also yeah, it's silly. I and I have to wonder 
will they ever mention web fluid again? Like, <laughs> how often will this ever come up? It is an easy way to up the stakes. We've talked about that plenty of times. Yeah. There's plenty of other Spider-Man shows are terrible about that. But And they I, establish it in this episode. I mean, the reason I right. pointed out everything she did was because they were clearly building to the point where she's out of fluid by doing yeah. these incredible things that require, like, a massive amount of what we now know would be web fluid. Which is a, which that actually is very smart, good writing that they yeah. really set that up well. And yeah. they don't even really call it out. It's just like if you're paying attention, like, yeah, she is using an insurmountable amount of webbing in this episode more than we've ever seen her use. So, like, it does make sense that this will be the first time that we would see her run out of web fluid. It's just a question of, like, what web fluid actually is. <laughs> right. Like, what does her – if 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 she has a mechanical device – what does that look like under her gloves? Like, does she have little, <laughs> just like little web fluid things all over her fingers? Like, I don't know. Maybe her, maybe, maybe single strands. We would have to double check this. Maybe single strands come out of her finger, but like when she makes nets, it comes out of her palms. I doubt. I absolutely I'm, doubt. I'm going to go back and check. That incons- I, I'm 100% certain that that's not consistent. That I'm going to check be. anyway. <laughs> Please do. I'll be very curious to know. <laughs> yeah. I also like that the Viking calls Spider-Woman Pale One. Pale? What? I didn't yeah, even catch that. Yeah, he calls that. her like something blah, 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 Pale One. Unless unless the subtitles were wrong, he but calls her Pale One. I don't know, because all the Vikings are white dudes. Like, right. <laughs> so, Which, in this case, is actually accurate. They finally right, got somebody's race right by sheer always making everybody white. Right, 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 right. That's, right. Not, that's not entirely fair. They did make people in Egypt not white. Yeah, yeah. They still got it wrong, but they, they you know, at least they included people who weren't white. And the Dormammu episode had people who weren't white. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, they're not. They're not. I mean, whatever. We've been over that. This is an episode <laughs> that doesn't have a race problem, simply based on the fact that it takes place in Norway and features Vikings. So right. like, you they 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 were able to avoid that by omission. <laughs> <laughs> if your default is make white people, you're gonna get it right eventually. Right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So anyway. She's out of web fluid, so but she does still have Venom Blast. So she tries to Venom Blast him, uh, but the Viking deflects it right back at her with, with his shield, and it actually knocks her right out. She falls from her perch. So the Vikings bring the unconscious Spider-Woman below deck and are like, toss her into the time chest. So they toss her into the chest, and it transports her all the way back to 952 AD. I love the time travel effect. It's so simple. And it's really not much of anything, but I love it anyway. Yeah, it's funny. She's basically like they have one still image of her like unconscious body that's all like bent over, just spinning extremely quickly mm-hmm. through what looks like space. And then they just show the years that sh- that she's going through. Yeah, it's fun. Which which are all like very obvious, like you know, fourteen ninety two, seventeen seventy six. Yeah. <laughs> but I do no, like I, I like the idea behind it. I was also genuinely surprised that there was time travel in this episode. I actually really like the twist that that this is a time travel episode, not a ghost <laughs> episode. Like I know that there's things that don't make sense about it, but sure. like that's this is like the Doctor Who-y thing about it that I think is really fun is that it's sort of like they set up some kind of supernatural occurrence that actually has like a fun sci-fi explanation behind it. Um, and I really yeah. like that idea. Yeah, this I mean, I, I am I am honestly shocked even having watched the Pyramid episode prior to us covering the show. I'm still shocked by how much the show is willing to do like fantasy and sci-fi. Mm hmm. 
It's great. Yeah. And I think I actually like this episode. I like how this episode plays out that stuff a lot. I think they do. I think this is a really fun one that does some really cool stuff with how they play with with their mechanics a little bit. There's silly things, obviously, but like I think overall they have a cool concept that they that they handle pretty well. I think this episode doesn't overcomplicate things, which this show should do more often. Yeah, I think that's a big that is a big part of it. Because I think Very it's a, I think it's a simpler it. episode than some of the ones we've talked about, but it actually benefits what they're doing. Yeah, because the concepts are still like complex concepts already, so they don't need to complicate it plot wise anymore. Mm-hmm. Hello, amazing friends. We just wanted to take a quick moment to shout out our spectacular enough patrons: Katie, Joe, Mike, Flux, Eric, Carl, and Lillian. If you would like to join our Patreon, we have a ton of great bonus content waiting for you. We have our Spider Bites, where we talk about pretty much whatever we want in the Spider-Man universe, such as comics, like the current Miles Morales series, and classics like Kraven's Last Hunt. Sometimes we do deep dives into Spider-Man stuff, like our miniseries on the unmade Spider-Man movies. Or we spin off into other topics, like the Blade movies, or the Firestar comics. Sometimes we'll do some bonus content just because we happen to have it, like Peaks Behind the Curtain or how we make certain episodes. And if you join us at the $5 Spectacular level, you also get access to our After Dark commentaries where we let loose and talk about shows that aren't Spider-Man related without a filter. Shows like Gargoyles, Batman Beyond, Muppet Babies, and more. Ultimately, these are the types of things that we're going to talk about anyway, so recording it and making it available on Patreon is our way of saying thank you so much for supporting this show and letting us do the types of things we really want to do. Whatever tier you opt into, thank you so much. Whether you're an avid listener or just stopping by, we appreciate that too. From your friendly neighborhood podcasters, thank you. Yeah, so she pops out of a mirror in the past now, and she's in a castle. She's kind of exploring a bit. I think this is when she says, jumping spider webs. Mm-hmm. Spider webs jump now. Cool. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, web snappers wallop, I suppose. That's true. Yeah, I guess they, they never make any sense. But yeah, so she's exploring a little bit. She discovers Val Hammer and his Viking horde. I can't get over that name. It's so fucking badass. It's so funny. Vikings are cool. Like, Vikings are very cool. And I know that, you know, a lot of traditional portrayals of Vikings get a lot of stuff wrong. It's But even, it's still cool. They're always cool. Whether Whether you learn about the realistic stuff that they did, which... Their culture is really fucking cool, actually. I mean, they're still plundering all that stuff, but, like, there's a lot of cool, like, gender-bending stuff that Vikings did. I love it. But also the fake stuff, wrong stuff about Vikings is also really fucking cool. Vikings are also just always really cool when you include them in media, I think. But, yeah, so Valhammer rules, and he is uh, partying with his Viking friends. They're all eating meat and drinking meat and ale, I assume. He praises the three Vikings who've plundered the future in their quote-unquote ghostly forms at what point do we explore what the vikings are i guess here's the best point because (laughs) here's the thing so the twist ostensibly of this episode is that the vikings figured out how to time travel so it's like oh you thought they were ghosts but they're actually time traveling vikings who just have a magic time chest that they uh hop through into the future i think that alone in a vacuum very cool idea really cool twist the problem is the way that they complicate things where they, A, have superpowers, like super breath, B, have, like, electric swords? Yeah. What? 
and, and literally then, portray them as ghosts when they right. first arrive. When they first arrive, they're literally like <laughs> see-through ooh, spooky ghosts. And, My, and like the like weird white spectery ghosts. Yeah. Like, for a hot second. <laughs> right. So like my and, – and they don't explain that. They just say that they have ghostly forms when they travel. Yeah. So like the only thing that I can guess maybe is that either – this is actually all magical stuff and we can just explain it away by saying that they found a wizard that gave them magical weapons and magical ghostly forms. Sure. Or – I, because they're sort of like electric looking swords, maybe their first trip was actually a, the far future and they got some equipment from the future and brought it back, but for whatever reason, like didn't find it suitable to steal from the future and then went to the 1979 future. The only thing that complicates that is sort of like, we don't know if this is like, a, it seems like in this episode, the chest is a one way or two way portal between this time and 1979, but maybe they can use magic to change it to a different time. I don't know. Um, hmm. That might overcomplicate it a little bit too much, but they don't explain what the ghost stuff and their special weapons well, and special powers are. Yeah. I mean, they would have to – yeah, they'd have to figure out a way to sort of like uh, – I guess the equivalent would be like set the like set the DeLorean to decide where it goes or whatever. But like in theory, like if you're time traveling, then this chest exists always, you know, uh, after it after it was created. Or at least, you know, it exists constantly. I don't know. Whatever. But yeah, the, the, the controlling where they go is certainly a question. Yeah. Especially if they do go further into the future before this. But they, yeah. but but that's the thing with this episode is like they're not claiming to tell us the story of the Vikings. Like the Vikings just this is the story of the Vikings intersecting with 1979. Yeah, or or this particular group of Vikings who maybe stumbled upon some special powers that normal that like other Vikings didn't have, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even even still, like they don't claim that this is the first time they've traveled. They don't claim that this is the last time they travel. Yeah. This is just like the point in time that they intersect with Jessica Drew. Yeah, that's yeah. No, that's a great point. So there's there's a lot of like unanswered questions that feel like it's just because there's room for that ambiguity. So you can kind of headcanon whatever you want for like how they have all these abilities and stuff. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you need I don't think you need an explanation. Like once you know that they can time travel, I don't think it it really matters all that much. Yeah. But I do yeah. like exploring it. I like the idea that maybe they have already gone other places and that's how they do some of the weird stuff they do. Mhm. Yeah, I think that would be cool. Cool concept either way. <laughs> so after Valhammer praises the three Vikings and everything they've managed to accomplish in 1979, one of the other Vikings suggests maybe we should all go to 1979. And Valhammer's like, yeah, that actually seems like a good idea. There's a lot to <laughs> plunder there. Okay. I mean, again, like maybe maybe they've been places that weren't as easy to plunder or as valuable by their own metric or whatever. I yeah. guess if they go to like the future that is Star Trek, there's probably not as much to plunder. <laughs> right, um, right. In this case, you have specific like stores of wealth that they are basically – finding and plundering so it makes sense another viking though is like well wait a second there's that spider warrior how are we going to handle her and i like that that's a concern for them i like i like that basically the ghosts in the future are like hey so things are chill but also like there's this lady who can probably beat us up like if we're not careful she's a genuine (laughs) threat i think that's so cool yeah and so they're sort of like we got to worry about this and uh, she's, you know, she's there. She's watching all this happen. So she hears that they know who she is and just is like, all right, fine. And swoops in and decides to confront the horde. She does best a few of them, but ultimately is dropped by Valhammer into a chamber with like a pair of ravenous wolves. She's like, mm-hmm. there's a lot of Vikings. So she like takes some of them out, but ultimately he has like a trap, basically like a trap door and a trap chandelier and like 
pulls a lever and she falls. Yeah, she takes out one of the Vikings by, like, rolling a carpet into him. <laughs> and the joke doesn't even make sense. Oh, he's it. like, I'll end you. And she, d- doesn't he say that? And she's like, uh, uh, well, I don't even remember what she says. It's I a bad remember. joke. Yeah. So, write it down. Nothing about the end has anything to do with a carpet. <laughs> the end of a carpet? I, she made her the end. The, her end of the carpet became his end of the carpet, which became his end. I guess. I think she there said, "Like, go. mind if I take this one?" What? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, she's she's not a quip queen. Okay, that's Peter. She's really not, and that's fine. She doesn't need to be. I don't. Yeah. I don't need her to be a quip queen. No. I, I haven't missed it. Yeah, like it's not no. a thing where I'm like, "Wow, she doesn't quip enough." Yeah. So back in 1979, Jeff wonders where Jessica is when the Viking ship flies right by. Back in 952, Jessica is trying to avoid that pair of wolves. So the ghost Vikings arrive at Paris and they decide to anchor in order to plunder that city. Because, you know, it's Paris. There's lots of stuff there, I guess. And uh, when they leave the ship, Billy and Jeff decide to check it out. So they land the jet copter and climb up the anchor very quickly. They're very extremely good climbers. They almost climb exactly like Spider-Woman does, funnily enough. <laughs> they climb up the anchor chain to uh, to investigate the ship. And they find that magic chest amongst all of the stolen treasure. There's I, one point wait, when, how, did, how did Jeff and Billy end up in Paris? I guess it was on the way to London. It's not. <laughs> it's really not. Maybe they not. took a weird route. Like maybe there's a storm. And so they kind of took a roundabout way to get there. Why didn't I question <laughs> that until this moment? How the fuck did they end up in Paris? Jeff, what? <laughs> maybe Jeff Jeff was like, actually, why are we going to London? I feel like seeing the Eiffel Tower. And no, just no, no. You Paris. know what happened? You know what happened? Billy was probably giving him directions, and he's like, shut up, Billy. I know how to get there. And oh, ends God. up in Paris completely by accident. <laughs> That's fabulous. Love it. I'm perfectly okay with that. I also, like, when they when they spot the ghost ship, Billy says, like, it's the Viking ghost ship. But, like, the sound mixing is a little bit weird. So I, if you're not reading the subtitles, it sounds like he's saying, it's the fucking ghost ship. <laughs> really sounds like that. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Amazing. It's a fucking ghost ship. (laughs) (laughs) That's probably what he's really saying when he's around Jeff. He's just like, it's the fucking ghost ship, Jeff. Shut up. You fucking moron. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) Yeah. So um, the Vikings are agreeing to head back to the past. And then, though, before they can do that, they receive a message from Val Hammer. He is sharing that, like, no, hold up, guys. We actually are going to come to you. We want to come to the future and conquer the whole world in the future. So they're like, okay, cool. He instructs the Vikings to open up the chests, which would allow all of them to travel through time. Billy and Jeff overhear this plan, so they kind of attempt to hide with the chest. Seemingly just like on the other side of the room, I guess? Yeah, they're like literally in the same room. I mean, because where can they go? They only have one exit, and it's right where the Vikings are standing. So I don't really know... What their plan? I I is. think I think this is purely. I, I I wouldn't even blame the characters for this. I think this is purely like the writers being like they need to hide, and somebody else being like, "There's nowhere to hide." So they're like, "Okay, just cut to the other side of the room." <laughs> yeah, or like they wrote that in the script that they hide, and then the animators are like, "Uh, what? That's not. <laughs> it's gonna work, it's but okay." <laughs> <laughs> you know, they all they would have had to do is like make below deck 
darker. <laughs> like, like, That's true. Or have like a statue that they stole or something. But in any yeah. case, I like it because it seems like if you watch that scene and the way that they cut from the Vikings, it's like they're standing right in front of you though, right? <laughs> like, yeah. Where where were they hiding? Fabulous. I Fabulous. bet you're right. I bet the animators were like, we don't know what to do with this. <laughs> by the way didn't even mention this entire time to make jeff even more annoying he's also been like had kind of a cold and been sneezing like the entire episode because he was in freezing water yeah. <laughs> so fyi because that's uh, he was sneezing more before the water he's he's i think he's sneezing because they're in norway didn't he sneeze when he was complaining oh. about being in the frozen wasteland you might be right i don't remember i mean that sounds like he's probably he like manifested that just to be annoying because he, yeah. he wants to complain that much about being in norway yeah <laughs> I only bring that up because the sneezing kind of comes up because Jeff is starting to sneeze again while the Vikings are, are down there and <laughs> Billy is able to stop him from sneezing by like covering up his face or whatever but then Billy sneezes himself anyway which clues the Vikings in uh, to them being in the same room as Billy and Jeff hey maybe we should look on the other side of the room where I just heard a noise <laughs> let's turn our heads 90 degrees what? <laughs> I guess, like, you know, one thing that's weird about these shows is that the pace is always slower, right? Just based on, like, animation. Yeah. So I guess what you could believe is that in a faster-paced show, the Vikings walk down, they look to where the chest was before, they haven't looked in the room yet, and so they're clued in to turn around when Billy sneezes, I guess. I guess so. (laughs) I guess so. I don't know why I'm trying to figure this out. No, it's fine. I mean, I I, I, I get that. It, it's definitely an animation thing more than anything else, for sure. <laughs> so the Vikings give chase to them, and they're able to, like, Billy and Jeff, despite being, again, in the same room as the Vikings, in this sort of, like, under like underneath the floorboards of the ship in the small room, they're still able to steal the chest and get away from them and, like, climb away with the chest and make it to the jet copter with the Viking ship right behind them. The show so doesn't like, even try to explain this. They literally no. throw the chest overboard, and then when they reach the the jet copter, it's in the jet copter. They don't even. Tr- they're just like fuck it. They need the chest. They're gonna get the chest. And I guess like the Vikings are big and burly, but like they're just like too big to be fast, so they're not. They're kind of slow, <laughs> so they can't catch up to Jeff and Billy as they climb out of the hole <laughs> to make it to the top of the ship with the with chest. the chest. <laughs> Okay. Okay. <laughs> super breath, lightning, not super speed. Guess not. <laughs> <laughs> Back in 952, Valhammer is attempting to time travel, but he's like, I can't get through it because the chest is still closed. What's going on? Back in the wolf chamber, Spider Woman manages to <laughs> squeeze out. Just enough webbing to save her from the wolves. She also references her sticky spider pads, like, like, oh, my sticky spider pads are losing their grip or something. Yeah. Um, I guess that's what she calls her hands. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I don't think these writers knew how spider climbing works. <laughs> Either that or, or like. we they, don't. <laughs> maybe. I don't know. Either that or, like, the implication is that, like, that's actually not an organic thing that she has, like her sticky gloves or something that she adds oh, onto maybe. her hands. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Whatever. Who cares? doesn't matter. <laughs> There's no way to know. 
yeah, she managed to squeeze out just enough webbing to save her from the wolves by creating a hammock to, to catch herself in, of course. Of course. And then she receives a spider sense vision of Jeff and Billy being chased by Vikings in 1979. So now we know not only can her spider sense see things like across the globe or like immediately in the future, she can see them through time. I guess, like, in that case, she maybe it's because it's connected to people that she knows and loves. <laughs> so, like, yeah. the danger is all kind of connected. But she couldn't just, like, one day wake up and just, like, get a spider sense vision of the year, like, 2042 of a random person being in danger. Like, it has to be, like, connected to her environment and situation and people probably is, is how it works. Does it? Because her spider sense showed her that a, a ship was in trouble in Norway. <laughs> mm, well, you know, okay. I think it's just – it's. I think she just gets random flashes – of whatnot, but maybe, okay, so she gets the random flashes, but I think you're still right that, like, in addition to random flashes, she probably probably gets flashes of people she cares about because that matters to her specifically. Yeah. Yeah, sure. no, that makes sense. I mean, and it doesn't have to make sense. It's fucking spider premonitions. It's true. I keep trying to explain things about this show that do not need to be explained. It is fun to like <laughs> to try sometimes because you can you then oh, it opens up a whole new world of of possibilities for how the mechanics of this of this world works. Right, and because you know sometimes you stumble on something where you're like, oh, maybe they actually thought that out really well. <laughs> yeah, potentially, potentially. This is also the scene where she says, "Galloping garden spiders." That's my favorite. It's fabulous. It's perfect. Great works. Perfect. Love it. The best. Doesn't that honestly sound like a sister podcast to us? Change the name of our show to Galloping Garden Spiders. Or just our show. Yeah, why not? Yeah. So Spider-Woman sees this vision and she's like, I need to do something. So she actually like launches herself. I love this so much. Launches herself like through the ceiling of the wolf chamber. Basically just says like, fuck it. And like launches herself like a missile through the floor, which is incredible. And she ends up heading towards the magic mirror and is basically like, I'm going to go back. Meanwhile, in 1979, the Vikings sort of make progress on pursuing Billy and Jeff. They land this like harpoon. I don't know if that's the right word to call it because they actually just like throw it. Maybe that's one of their powers is like super throwing. But it serves the same purpose (laughs) and that they land it on the jet copter and they start to like reel them in. So Spider-Woman is like making her way towards 1979 And at the same time, the Vikings are, like, getting closer and closer to capturing Jeff and Billy. I like it because you have these two simultaneous events that are sort of, like, increasing the tension and the stakes. I do, too. It's great. I do like that she Venom blasts just, like, four Vikings at the same time, and they all just topple, like, like bowling pins. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because when she ends up out of the, the chamber, she's like, well, I still have to get to the mirror. And they, fully aware of who she is, is like, well, we can't let her get to the mirror. But she's still, like, a superhero, so it doesn't really matter. Like you said, she venom blasts a bunch of them and just jumps through the mirror like nothing ever happened. This is where I really love the time travel effect because we don't get the years, but what we get instead is Spider-Woman jumping through and we get the little spiral thing. But then we get a whole bunch of Vikings jumping through, too. So in addition (laughs) to her, we get, like, this, like, spiral line of a bunch of, like, Vikings also spinning around. That's great. It's like this weird Viking kaleidoscope. It's great. Love it. It's beautiful. It's so good. <laughs> so back in 1979, the chest begins to rumble. The Vikings, of course, believe it to be Valhammer, ready to conquer the new world. And as soon as one of the Vikings open it, 
Spider-Woman flies right out. And then, <laughs> I love this so much, <laughs> she comes out, and then you see Val Hammer's little head poke out of the chest, and he looks around, and is getting ready to come out, and she just shuts the chest on him. <laughs> Spider-Woman just shuts it right in his damn face. Yep. And is like, I'm not dealing with you all now. It's so funny. It's so funny. I love funny. that. I love that so much. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you know, the Vikings are obviously attempting to stop Spider-Woman from interfering. She manages to, to like trick them. I mean, there's a whole, there's, there's a, there is a fight sequence, but like it's your base. I like that she like, she jumps over them and then like jumps onto like the ropes of the ship and is like, whoops, I think I jumped too far. And you know, they're chasing her with a sword and but either way, eventually she's able to like trick them into like jumping into all in a line into the open chest. <laughs> like it's so funny. Like she she jumps down, opens the chest up, they all jump in after her, but they jump in like one right after another and just go bloop, yep. bloop, bloop, right into the chest. She shuts it on them so they can't come right back. <laughs> yep. Yep. I like that. <laughs> yeah. This I don't really like as much, but it's fine. She decides, like, well, we can't have any more of this chest, so I'm going to take care of it. She venom blasts it, and it just disappears. All right. Chest is gone. Yeah. Magical so. venom blast. It's gone. Okay. Just gone. Yeah, it, doesn't, it doesn't explode. I think it needs to be clear that it disappeared. Like, no, no. it just She it hits it, just and it, there's a beat, and then it vanishes. It like slowly out. vanishes. Yeah, it phases yep. out. I, I would have been fine if she just, like, shattered it. That would make sense. Mm-hmm. But, no. Nah. Nope. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Easier to make something disappear on screen than shatter. That's true. Yeah, let's animate. <laughs> anyway, as all these episodes tend to explore, Jeff and Billy realize, oh, that's right. Jessica exists. Where's Jessica? And Spider-Woman, as always, is like, oh, she's fine. But in this case, she's like, she's fine. And she's at a hotel in Sweden, which, by the way, I looked up is a real hotel in Sweden. So oh, the hotel wow. that she goes to is actually a luxury hotel in Sweden. Cool. Wow, yeah. they did their research. Mm-hmm. So we do cut to that hotel, and Jessica just pretends. This, this is a little weird, but Jessica pretends that after she went to meet up with Billy and Jeff, she didn't find them. So instead of looking for them in London, she just returned to Stockholm to cover the Nobel Peace Prize, okay. which is like a pretty ballsy excuse because like, if you don't actually have a story from – Stockholm, <laughs> like your excuse doesn't work. Nope. <laughs> so that was a little weird, but whatever. Jeff, of course, is like pissed because he's like, you were just relaxing like a queen in the hotel while I was stopping those ruthless Vikings and their time chest. Of course, she's not phased because she knows exactly what happens. And we get another moment to make Jeff look like an idiot because Jessica's like, oh, speaking of the time chest, look what I found. And then seemingly pulls out the time chest and goes to open it. And Jeff, who was just yelling at her and being pissed because I had to stop the Vikings basically like recoils and is like, no, don't open it. Don't do it. <sighs> yeah. I can't silly. just be myself. I have to pretend all the time. Uh, huh. well, actually, actually, Jessica is playing a funny little prank on them. She found a replica, a perfect replica of the chest <laughs> at an antique shop that's in the hotel lobby. I wonder if that's real, if it's a luxury hotel. Maybe it's actually an antique shop there. But no it's a perfect idea. replica. And she's just using it to keep her clothes in yeah. it, I guess. Yeah. She smirks knowingly. She got Jeff, folds her clothes up, and the episode ends. Yeah. 
Okay. I do like, like the, <laughs> the shot ending. of her. Yeah, right. Weird ending. I do like, like, when they return to the hotel, that shot of her, like, just sitting on the bed filing her nails. Just like, <laughs> whatever. I don't care. Yes. Like, Jessica, what's wrong with you? Like, I'm, I don't give a shit what you say. <laughs> yeah. I went and did the job. Uh-huh. Sorry. You weren't there. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. One quick face of the episode. Um, I would say it's not fair to call this out. But it's not a moment. She's the focal point of this frame. But <laughs> Jessica looks real messed up in this it's frame. Amazing. It's amazing. It's towards the beginning of the episode. I don't even remember what happens because the like what's happening. But the frame itself is ridiculous. She's very off model. Her face is like not symmetrical. Her focus is completely off. Like it's very obvious she's talking and supposed to be looking at Jeff, but she's looking in like two completely different directions because her eyes are drawn differently (laughs) and in different directions. Her eyebrows are doing two completely different things. It's like they pasted two faces together, like two halves of the face together. It really is. And then like her neck is about like an entire foot long. And then, like, her whole her whole torso isn't in the picture, but if you were to draw the rest of the torso out, like, in addition to her neck being super long, her shoulders are, like, twice as wide as they normally would be. Like, it is just the wildest <laughs> depiction of her, especially for a frame that is not a fill-in frame. It is very much what we're supposed to be looking at in what this moment. It's just like no fucks given. <laughs> what an amazing shot you pulled from this. It's just beautiful. It's, what, it's, it's marvelous. And I swear, it is not one of those moments where I was like, I better time this right. No, she's literally talking in this frame. You have a full few seconds to grab this. Beautiful. It's wild. Gosh. <sighs> And she's so stunning most of the time. And she's still technically stunning here, but it's just like, it looks like she got hit in the face with like a frying pan. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah, this is, a, I like this one. This one was fun. It was, yeah, it was fun. It yeah. was not, nothing about it was too stupid or racist or infuriating. Yeah. It was all the, all the stuff that I like from this show was in this episode and it was great. I liked it. I, yeah, I thought this one was really fun. I don't know if it's necessarily my favorite. Cause I do think it's like, like it was pretty straightforward. Um, yeah, but yeah. It do- but because of that though, that's the thing that's weird is like, like I said earlier, because of that, it ends up being relatively tight for what this show does, and it still has the things that I like. You were saying it still has the things I like from the show where they're going, you know, they're exploring a different location. There's like weird, I mean, in this case, it ends up being time travel sci-fi type stuff, but it's still that like weird supernatural stuff. By ch- by sheer chance, it ends up not being racist because. They're in a place where you would expect most people to be white anyway, so they kind of got off easy in that in that regard. Yeah. So, yeah, generally inoffensive episode, which is nice, mm-hmm. and uh, and still kooky at the same time. Yeah, definitely, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, if you would like to find more fun and kooky things, um, not not really that kooky actually, but a variety. Uh, you can check out our Patreon, which we plugged at the top of this episode and uh, probably in the middle of this episode as well. And you can find that at patreon.com slash wallopingwebsnappers. We have all kinds of stuff there. Check it out. We currently, in the month of December, like we said, have a tasting menu so you can figure out exactly what you like. In the meantime, if you would like to see what we are doing individually, Derek, where can people find you? Sure. You can find me on Twitter at Derek B. Gale. You can also find me under my video essay series, Second Chance, which looks at bad or divisive media from a positive lens. What about you, Doug? 
You can find me on Twitter at IckyBooley, I-C-K-Y-B-O-O-L-E-Y. If you like Pokemon things, you can find me on another podcast here on the 4-Eyed Radio Network called Victory Road, a Pokemon podcast where my co-host Kyle and I talk about Pokemon just as we feel like it. Also, if you like books, if you like video games, if you dabble in pop culture, you can check out everything that my friends Katie and Vicky and I are reading and playing and consuming in general on a podcast called Novel Gaming. If you would like more from me and Derek, you can check out our monthly podcast called Falling with Style, an ongoing Pixar movie marathon where we watch every Pixar film chronologically just to sort of chart the the journey that is Pixar. Our episode right now that is available, well, they're all available, I guess, but our most recent episode um, is the Monsters, Inc. episode, and that actually had some really cool discussion that even I wasn't expecting that we would get to, so I would definitely check that out if you like Pixar things, um, and that is available all over the place. If you would like to find everything we do in one place, you can visit our website at wallopingwebsnappers.com. You can also find us on social media, on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at wallopingwebpod, or you can send us a message at wallopingwebsnapperspodcast at gmail.com. This is the last episode for now that we are talking about Spider-Woman, so if you liked that um, and have feelings about it or would like to... Make sure we know that you really enjoyed it and want more. Let us know, either on social media or via email. Yeah. Please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Rating and reviewing is actually the best way to help us out as far as discoverability, because if you like what we are doing and you interact with us on one of those platforms, it helps other people find us. So we would love that. Next week, we are rapidly approaching the end of this calendar year. Wow. I know. I know. So next week, we actually have a special year-end episode with some special guests from Ranger Command Power Hour. Ooh. As we hop into our giant... Oh, how do you say this? I think it's Leah Pardon. I don't know. We'll find out next week. <laughs> yes, our Leah Pardon. Whatever. Uh, we'll learn things. Um, because we're going to be watching the first two episodes of Toei's Japanese Spider-Man show, which neither one of us is super familiar with. So that'll be really, really fun. So excited for that. Yeah. yeah, Long time coming. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Bye. See ya. So above deck, why did that sound so weird when I said it? Above deck. Above deck.